sucks. Like that Mackenzie, she's like, I don't know how you want me to respond to that. I felt like that all this past hour. He <laughs> plays the guitar, doesn't he? I know, but like instruments. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, <laughs> I did. I, I played the clarinet. Did you? Uh huh. <laughs> it was my aunt. And I'm pretty sure I used her read, like, I got it. There were some reads in the clarinet box. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to use these. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's disgusting. (laughs) Seven years of solidified saliva. (laughs) I grew up and I, like, my mom put me in piano lessons and I hated piano. You have long fingers. I know. And now that I'm, now that I'm old, I'm like, man, I wish I could just hop on that keyboard and like play a tune you know what I actually am very jealous of anyone that can play a piano too no it is cool because you could just sit down and play something beautiful it's cool to like express yourself creatively in a way that like I'm not normally used to you know I'm not used to like putting my creative energy in a piano right I'm more like writing or something same it's different it takes a lot yes it takes I mean, I guess it takes a piano, which is the tool to get your piano music out. But it t- takes me lots of tools to be yes. good at anything. <laughs> I know. So, like, I'm really not good at anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not good Sad. at anything. Well, <laughs> I've got some work that can be done. And then being able to be a singer. Dude. What? Is that not the dream? Like, I know I sound good in my car. Oh. Like, <laughs> voice of an angel. But to be able to sing in front of people and have them agree. That, that <laughs> is, honest to God, my dream, like, singing something. Now, this is so self-gratifying. <laughs> but, like, singing something and someone being like, wow, that was really good. I know. And then them being serious yeah. and not facetious or even just downright mean. Like, I know. that was really good. <laughs> Like, I have a point, like, a song, No Air by Jordan Sparks and Chris Brown. <laughs> There's this note at the end. What the fuck? And I can hit it <laughs> with the Do music it. on. Do it. Do it. <laughs> no. Tell me how I'm supposed to be with no air. <laughs> and people are like, wow, that was really good. I'm like, I know. <laughs> and people have said you're good? <laughs> you know, you're, like, in the car, so the music's really loud. They can barely hear you. But I know like, the I note. think they're just impressed that I can. <laughs> Okay, it's Hold at on. the end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> well, it's that part though. I go. That's where I would fly. No air. Oh, the subtle. No air. Yeah. No. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, so just pause it real quick. This song was written by one, two, three, four, five, six people. So we're just going to segue right into it. Let's do it. To write one song, that song, which, (laughs) I mean, pretty good. Classic. Classic. Jordan Sparks. Um, CB. <laughs> Ooh, that was Chris Brown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even think their names were even on that song. It took six people to write a song. And on today's episode, we had... Robert. Robbie D. 
Bobby D. Bobby D. <laughs> Robbie D. <laughs> Close. Close. <laughs> and he's a one-man band songwriter. One-man band. <laughs> Shelby came in on a Monday morning talking about this one-man band she saw, and all of us pictured, like, from Mary Poppins. Oh, you guys are too young. <laughs> the drums, the cymbals on the, the ankles, the her, harmonica. The harmonica the, and the, um, what's this? Um, cymbals? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Accordion. 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 <laughs> yes. So we're like, okay. I didn't know those were still a thing. And she's like, I want to bring them on the podcast. I'm like, cool. And then we later found out that what? He's not that type of one. <laughs> he just has a guitar. And, and a, a voice. beautiful voice. Um, voice of an angel. But yeah, we have this. My group, my parents' group of friends, we have our own little language. And when we were told to, like, go watch this guy um, at the Nighthawk and Slater one Saturday night, they're like, yeah, we, you got to go check out this one-man band. So it just kind of stuck. And when I came to say it here, I said one-man band, and people took it quite literally as they should because they yeah. don't understand my We believe vocab. everything you say. And, you know, right, right, right. we want to be communicated <laughs> to honestly, and I guess you didn't do that. But So the lesson you. is... Don't listen to anything she says. Don't listen to anything she says. (laughs) Except for, you know, everything she says. No, he was, his, uh, how many times did I get speechless in the middle of that? All of us were. He's like, I'm talking much. I'm like, please, keep talking. It's a podcast. And I have so many more questions. And we talked with him for an hour. We talked, yeah. Oh, my gosh. He's so good. He is another, I feel like there's a theme here, another great story of, you feel like you some like you have a calling or you feel like mm-hmm. you have that thing and then he did it and his family you know allowed him to be able to do that and it's you have to listen to the story obviously <laughs> but it's so good Ugh. they supported him and they made the dream work which is so cool yeah and then he's sitting right here i know right us. just us i felt cool pretty cool like when he was name dropping I'm like wait who else yeah he was name dropping and he was like looking at both of us I'm like watching my jar jaw get farther and farther to the ground yeah mine too watching my yeah I was like what not my best performance he's like where am I right now he's like these two (laughs) it is amateur hour I loved it it is amateur hour it's a Friday afternoon right we're ready for the weekend. I'm so <laughs> ready for the weekend. Are, um, you, are you doing anything big? No. Probably going to go watch him at the Grumpy Goat. But <laughs> Wait, what, what day is he at the Grumpy Goat? He goes there Saturday mornings for brunch. So if you guys are in Ankeny and you want to go to the Grumpy Goat. Oh, the Ankeny location. The Ankeny Grumpy Goat. Sorry. Yes. Oh, good to know. Well, yeah. yeah so I wouldn't want you at like downtown location. No. She'd be like, Shelby said that Bobby D was going to be here. And Shelby lied once again, <laughs> is what everyone's going to say. I just can't trust her. Oh, gosh. I just can't trust that girl. Yeah, he's amazing. Go, he he plugs his um, socials mm-hmm. at the end of the episode, but go check him out. And he's newly on TikTok. Yeah, go give him a follow on TikTok. Follow Tell him we sent you. Yes. You Tell him we sent <laughs> Yeah. Give us Say Mac and Shelb sent you. Yeah. No bigs. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait for everyone to hear what he has to say. It's a super cool story and one that's really inspiring. Very inspiring. As you start your week. Very inspiring. So enjoy, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) It's Friday. I brought a real Friday attitude into Awesome. Yeah. Big Friday energy. (laughs) So you guys, Tri-County is near, like, Deep River, Millersburg, right? They still have a school there? Uh, 
Now, not in Deep River, but I remember <coughs> playing like little basketball tournaments in the Deep River Miller DRM, the, the school. The school, yes, right? right? Like it's like a old, lunchroom. Yes. Yeah, I, I played. Ba- I played games in that. Yeah. And, uh, it was crazy. You couldn't even stand out. Uh, out there was no out of bounds. No. It was just the wall. Yes. I was over there. This is so funny. This is going to age me. But I went over to like a fifth, sixth grade boys tournament. And I was over there. My mom came and picked me up. And she's like, I've got some bad news. I'm like, what happened? She's like, Dale Earnhardt died. I remember that's where I was. I was really? at the DRM gym. Dale Earnhardt died. D-A-M-N. Oh my gosh. D-A-M-N. <laughs> <laughs> praise me. <laughs> praise hell. Praise Dale. <laughs> I like that. I've got a reference in one of my songs on Dale Earnhardt. Do you? Yeah. yeah. That's, the best. NASCAR matchbox number three. Uh, yeah. Truck yeah. stop souvenirs. Number one in my heart. Because your dad was a race car driver, right? A uh, motorcycle. Motorcycle. Yeah, he was, he was like a like national yeah, I remember you told a story when I was listening to you at the Nighthawk. Yeah. You told a story about a song that you wrote for yeah. him. My old man. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And who'd you say, like, heard it and was like, yeah. love it, but my dad didn't yeah. race motorcycles? Tim McGraw. Tim yeah. McGraw. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that was, that was pretty cool because I remember being excited because they were, my publisher was pitching it. He said, well, we're going to pitch it tomorrow to uh, George Strait and then to Tim McGraw and stuff. So... I was like, well, I can't picture either one of them singing it, but, yeah. um, especially George Strait. But I was really excited when it – because you normally don't get any feedback. Right. You know, if they pitch them, it's just like, ah, oh, they pass. True, yeah. But it, he, he – this is kind of person. I've got to know Tim's guitar player and wrote with him quite a bit over the years, uh, Dino Brown. And uh, that's just the kind of guy Tim is, I guess. Yeah. I didn't know it at the time, but he's just a really, really cool guy who just said – Sure, you tell that guy that he wrote a hell of a song. I can't cut it because my dad was a <laughs> baseball player, but I, right. I love that song. So I love How that cool. story. That Isn't is that a, cool? That is a really yeah. cool story. So cool. Well, we, I guess we kind of kicked things off. We oh, have. We're on. We're on. Okay. <laughs> Before we really get going, I want to make sure I pronounce your name, Robert yeah. Deitch. 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 Yeah. We'll my, do the intro. Call, my buddies call me Bobby D, so if that helps. Oh, I like uh, that. Can we call you Bobby D? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a no? Yeah. Bobby D fans. Bobby D fans. Bobby D stands. Bobby D groupies. Whatever. Yeah, like I said, the Friday energy is not going to stop. <laughs> I'm, fr- I'm surprised you guys don't have beers. I saw it in the cooler. So. Well, I offered you one, Robert. Robbie well, D. Know, I, and Bobby D. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say yes. I have something... She does. Uh, oh, preventing. Right. She's yeah. got some brewing yeah, down yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the show. Well, thanks for Bobby having D. me. Bobby yeah, D. Yeah. Robert Deitch. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah we're you. excited to have you. And Shelby, thanks for bringing him on. I'm so excited. I have written down here. I have so many questions. Like, I just want to get to know your story and everything about you because I heard you at the Nighthawk a few weeks ago, like we were talking about earlier, and I just found the way you sing. I love your voice. And your songs were so relatable, and I'm excited to chat with you today. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Yes, she has been talking about you for weeks. Um, I think she might be a little jealous of you. A little. Hence you sitting in the seat. Okay. Where's the jealousy coming from, Shelby? Let's just break it down. Like I said, like the storytelling I find is so, so cool. It's one of my questions I have down, just like your ability to relate, like, it's hard to tell a story and have people, so many people relate to it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. how do you gain that perspective to be like, oh, this is my story, but there's a space for you to relate to this story as well. It's kind really of well thing. said, yeah. Yeah, so I've, I'm jealous of that because I think we all could use a little bit more of that as marketers, especially us, to 
connect other people's stories to other people just to make us all feel like we're yeah. heard and seen. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's why I'm jealous of Bobby D. So eloquently <laughs> said. And speaking of stories, we just want to hear yours. How did you get started? How did you get to... I know you've been other places than the Nighthawk, but how, <laughs> what has that journey been? The Nighthawk is get, not his that, highlight. That's the pinnacle. I know. Yeah, I, I know, made but it. what is that? I mean, how did this all get started? How did it all get started? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll try to keep it as brief as I can, but I've to. always been kind of musical. I've always had songs going through my head, mm-hmm. and I mean, from an early, early age, like a radio station, but it was, it was, and I thought that was with everybody had that. And not everybody has that. Mm-hmm. And, and it was always unique. It was not song. Sometimes a lot of songs is songs you hear on the radio. Sure. But a lot of times it was just unique ones. And so this went on for years. And as musical, I played in the high school band and stuff. And it ended up kind of helping pay for college and stuff like that. So I nice. played. I'm going to. My cool factor is going to go way down. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. But I played the trumpet. Nice. <laughs> and uh, That's a hard one to play. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it is. Yeah. Uh, so. And then I. Uh, went to college, did that. I coached uh, men's basketball at William Penn for a while. Uh, I was a high school teacher. And then I went into the business world and worked my way up. And I was um, in this, I remember specifically, I, I was in this um, meeting with all these vice presidents and the CEO and everything. And they're talking to these big business strategies. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm thinking, how, how do I make this verse match up to the chorus <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of daydreaming and stuff and I went home and I told my wife and I was, you know thought I was having a midlife crisis I honestly thought I was either schizophrenic because <laughs> I had these I could non-stop songs go through my head right. or I had to do something with it so I told my wife I said I I feel like I'm supposed to do something with this and she, and she was nice enough I was 40 at that time and she's like she says, well let's figure it out let's make it happen wow and I was like well here's the problem I don't even know how to play an instrument so I had to learn how to play guitar. Okay. No way. And then I started kind of learning how to play guitar. And then I thought, well, where does everybody write songs? How do I hone this craft? So I started going to Nashville. And so I went to a couple NSAI, um, Nashville Songwriters Association uh, International. They had some seminars on how to write songs. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a graduated. There's like a freshman level and a sophomore and a junior so I went to the freshman one, and I'd written, like, two songs. And so I take it, and I'm thinking, at that time, I'm thinking, oh, wait till they hear these. They're going to be fantastic. Well, you show up, and there's 150 other people there Ugh. with the same aspirations. So I played the songs. That's part of the process. And they basically said, go home and write another 100 songs. Oh, my and gosh. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that seems like that's terrible. I'm so not going to do that. <laughs> and they gave me a lot of, like, very critical feedback, which was awesome. I didn't receive it real well at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I went home, and I... Like my wounds for a little while, and I wrote a few more songs, and I went back to the sophomore level, uh, and and what I wrote then caught their ear yeah. out of the out of all the people there, and and I was like, these are Hall of Fame hit songwriters who are put, putting on this seminar, so we're sitting around this big table, and we take turns listening to the songs, and um, and we get to mine, and they play it, and then they kind of play it play it again, they go, and everybody's like, I don't have any critique. Wow. Uh, and so I was like, oh, come on. Something, <laughs> Give me something. They're going to lower the hammer here in a second. <laughs> so afterwards, I had two, on two different occasions, uh, two different of these hit songwriters come up and say, hey, I need to talk to you. And uh, they handed me, that's a whole other story, but I don't know, um, handed me a card, and it was the vice president of BMI. They said, you go see him next okay. time. Bring some songs. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there's no way. <laughs> right. You hear it's like a 10, 15-year town it is and uh, so I did that after a couple months and and I went 
And the guy, it's, a, it's the typical, I'm sorry if I'm getting way. No, no, I want to hear it all. I'm yeah. like, keep yeah. leaning in closer. Yes. So <laughs> I, um, I, I, his name was Shelby Kennedy. Is a BMI. And I went and I had this CD and had five songs on it. And I go in, it's that typical thing where he's like, okay, my name's Shelby. I'm only doing this as a favor to, to Barry Dean was the name of the, the songwriter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm only doing this as a favor to Barry. You get, I'll listen to three half of song, half of three songs. Oh, shit. You get 10 minutes and you're out of here. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, my God. Thank you for Pressure. your hospitality, yeah. first yeah. of all. Yeah. yeah. And it Offer me a water like, yeah. or anything. Yeah. Kind of thirsty, but okay. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, all right, well, I guess this is the real deal here. And so he listens the first song, listens all the way through. And I thought, well, that's odd. He said he's going to listen to half of it. Right. He listens to the next one. He goes, do you have any more on this CD? And I said, well, I've got five total. He listened to all five of them. And he doesn't say a word. He listens to the next five. I'm there for a half an hour before he really says anything. He finally says, have you heard the potato chip analogy? And I was like, no. And he goes, there's potato chips everywhere. Everybody makes potato chips. This is, you're not a potato chip. This is something unique. You're like a Doritos. You're, oh, there's something here. You're a Dorito. A, yeah, it something, yeah. It was something crazy like I that. I want to be I, someone's Dorito. I <laughs> yeah. I said, don't smell my breath. Yeah. So, <laughs> no. so anyway, he ended up writing uh, to six different publishers and said, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to send you these six publishers. You're going to send them songs. I'm opening the door for you. And you're going to send them songs every time you come down here. And you got to be diligent. And come down here once a month, one week a month, and uh, and you're going to meet with these guys. Some of them are going to show you interest, and some of them aren't. Some of them are going to act interested, but they're not really. Some you know, so it goes on like that. And when when they find three of them are going to reject you, he goes through this whole thing, and I'm, and it happened exactly the way he said. Really? And then you're going to write that one song that they're all going to love, yeah. and then they're all going to call you at the same time. And I was <laughs> like, well, I don't see how that's going to happen. And so fast forward about six months, and uh, I wrote this song, and we were going on vacation. I was taking my family to St. Louis and then down to Nashville. Mm-hmm. And they've been there more times than they would like to admit. <laughs> but So anyway, um, I wrote this song called 81 Firebird, and I sent it off to all these publishers. And part of the deal on going vacation with my family was we're going to turn off our phones. Oh. Turns off, I turn off my phone, everything. We get down to St. Louis. We have a great time couple days there get down to nashville right outside of nashville we're staying the night and then i'm going to go in for my meetings and co-writes and stuff and i slipped my phone out and i checked and i was like oh my god i've had like 20 messages and then all kinds of emails and then they were just more and more as i listened to the voicemails and and uh hey robert we'd like to meet with you and then it just got a little bit more and more and then like at one point it's like hey my people have tried to get a hold of you. I'm the CEO of this company, oh. and I'd like to. I really want to talk to you. And I was like, "Wow, they're Playing hard the big dogs." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was kind of a, a, a blessing. Um, so I thought they just wanted to hire. So they'll do like single song contracts. Okay. And so I finally meet with this Murrah Music, and, uh, and I'm sitting around. And we're in the CEO's office, and the owner, and, and uh, all these people, and and they're like, "Well, we just want to work with you. What are what's going to take to work with you?" And I'm so stupid. I was like, well, I, we, you've been setting me up on co-writes. That's awesome. I love doing that. Mm-hmm. And then finally, the CEO says, he's got a Southern draw, Roger. He goes, Haas, I don't think you understand. We're trying to offer you a staff writing deal. Oh. And so my wife and kids, was 105 degrees, <laughs> yeah. and they're down in the parking lot sweating <laughs> like crazy. And, uh, and, and all, for a second, I didn't, for like 
three seconds, I didn't have a family. I didn't have anything. I was just like, yes, I'm in. I'm in. And so then I had I stopped and said, wait a second. I can't, man. I'm sorry. I've got a family. I cannot move my family down here. They're getting ready to go into high school. And, yeah. And uh, I can't do it. And they said, well, we kind of figured you'd say that. So we want to give you a tr- this a try. We're going to sign you to a five-year deal, and uh, you're going to come down one week a month write with our guys and then when you're up there we want you to write too so you got to write oh x gosh. amount of songs wow. so anyway bottom line is uh that's kind of how that all, and that was a long story <laughs> no, i'm not gonna great. give you guys a chance to talk so <laughs> i took it all in so i was absolutely shocked and my even my wife and kids weren't expecting that at all they just thought okay. oh, dad's in another meeting down in nashville and and we're just we were getting ready to head home and so i went down and told them and and, and of course the kids are like their eyes got about this big around because what they heard was not dad got a staffing deal. What they heard is like, we got to move to Nashville. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, no, uh, no. Thankfully, we, we didn't. Yeah. So we never did end up moving. Oh, my gosh. That – I have a million questions from that story itself, but what, what – <laughs> <laughs> She's lost yeah. for words. Uh, the story was so long. I How know. Did you, How did you glom onto something? It was incredible. I mean – the fact that at 40 years old and yeah. you are in this boardroom and you're just checked out yeah, because you're checked out, you're focused on this gift that you have. yeah, And then you took the next step, which a lot of people, I think, you know, they, they have that vision or they have that burning desire to go do it, but they don't do it. Right. And you did yeah. it. Yeah. And I think that's really effing cool. So it's that's so cool. Thank just, you. And I got to yeah. credit. My wife was, I mean, yeah, uh, incredibly. Uh, I mean, imagine your husband coming home out of the blue and saying, "I think I'm supposed to write songs and for a living." And yeah, <laughs> she's yeah. like, "You don't know okay. how to play guitar." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah. At that I time, got the I trumpet. I didn't even know I could sing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna write this on my trumpet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. So, how does the songwriting process work for you? Like, like you said, you hear songs in your head. Is it like a couple hours? Is it a few days? I yeah. guess because they sell say. Right, X amount of songs. Is that like two or twenty? Yeah. Two. Shelby's picked up on the accent. She's our sponge. <laughs> Is it two? Yeah. I go down in Missouri and it starts oh, coming yeah, out yeah. even. I'm like, yeah. we're not even in the South yet. My, my wife has a drunk draw. Yeah. So when she starts drinking, the, the more she drinks, uh, the more Southern she sounds. Yeah. She, and by the end, she's like a Southern belle. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm in South Carolina. There? Yes, it's almost like that. Yeah. I'll take another yeah. middle lap, please. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, Keep going. Uh, so the question was, it, it, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's interesting because it's a faint thing mm-hmm. that I hear, and then I've got to sit and figure out what that means. So yeah. uh, sometimes it's really clear what the melody is. Sometimes it's really clear, like, I, like with my old man, mm-hmm. I, had a, I had this melody and the words. He's, he wears a grease rag hanging at his back pocket, two uh, blue work shirt with his name on it scuffed up hands and a flat top do and when it comes to words he only says a few mm-hmm. and and that was just burned in my head and I thought I what do I do with this yeah. and so I just kept kind of well what's his story mm-hmm. oh. and uh, and so I just kept kind of telling the story leaning into it more I feel like I you know you either have that gift or you do not I mean that is that is clear because any melody or tune I would come up it would just be like I've got a good one and then you play it and it is 
just because I copied it from the radio. <laughs> yeah. You just yeah. changed the words yeah. a little yes. bit. Yes, like, yeah. yeah, and yeah. like, we've heard this before. Yeah. <laughs> that is a... And that happens all the time. I, I, I swear, every time I play, somebody's like, oh, I hear you're a songwriter. I've got this idea. It's, it's, and it's usually generally something like, I'm down on you, my knees begging you, please. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, I think that's been done. I've like heard knees and please times. rhyme yeah, so yeah, many times. Yeah. And it's usually something, and sometimes it's, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm sure you're more new, unique than you give yourself credit for. I don't know. She is pretty. She can create some parallels that are pretty. I'm like, oh, where that. did you connect this yeah. and how? I love <laughs> analogies and parallels. <laughs> We'd have fun. <laughs> Just creep on our Twitter. You'll think of a song. I'm sure you will. Or don't. You might think differently of me. Yeah. Song credit, Mackenzie. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! It is interesting though. You went to the seminar. Like, your story is so incredibly different. I, I feel like I shouldn't say yeah. that. Um, it's not that I know a lot of people that have the talents that you do. Yeah. But I feel like you either, you know, you grow up and you've always been musical and you were always in the talent shows and this and that. And then you, you know, you're Thomas Rhett someday yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So this is really interesting. And the fact that you went so technical about it, like, at the seminars and you went to a music writing class, I don't know if the average person would know that those things are even, uh, you know, songwriting classes are even a thing. Yeah, and that's yeah. so interesting because I, you know, I guess I just thought you, you know, wrote your ideas on, down on a napkin and they became <laughs> a song. I had no idea how that yeah. worked. I think, that, I think that what gets lost sometimes when you tell that story is that was back kind of before, <laughs> I was before kind of like all the information on the internet. So right mm-hmm. now you can just do a Google, Google search on how to become a songwriter yeah. and you got a million different options. And at that, that time it was just at felt like blind faith mm-hmm. really at times because yeah. it was like, I'm going to head to Nashville. I don't know anybody there, but I'm going to just knock on some doors. And then I, you, you do that. And, and then somebody says, Oh, you, what you need to do is go to, to NSAI. And mm-hmm. then you go there and then they, you just keep kind of steering yourself in the right direction. So where do you draw inspiration at from songs? Is it like, and also when people, do people like approach you for songs and you write for them or do you have your song and you pitch it to them? Like how does that whole songwriting process work? It's uh, generally, I'll, I'll keep it for, there's kind of two different ways. I mean, there's, there's a lot of different ways, <laughs> but I write by myself a lot and that's only what I do now. I, I don't write with co-writes anymore, yeah. but um, just because it feels like you're kind of handing off the brush, like you got a canvas there, and it's like, okay, you now you paint mm-hmm. your part of the picture. I feel oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, uh, co-writes are what drives Nashville. And you go down Music Row is kind of like a college campus, or it used to be anyway. It's mm-hmm. changed a lot. And uh, and literally, when I first started going down there, you you'd walk from place to place, and people would be out on their porch and playing music, oh. and it was just all song. It was a songwriter community right. along with it was kind of driven that way. And so anyway, you go to my publisher would schedule, hey, you're going to write with uh, you know, Mark Narmore on uh, Monday at 10 a.m. And then he, he's, he's down at this building here. or this It's a lot of old houses that are converted. And, uh, and so then you show up and then you walk in and, and uh, uh, you just start right off. You kind of get to know each other a little bit. And then you start saying, well, what's, what, you know, my, my line usually is uh, what's eating at you yeah. kind of thing. And what's, you got anything? Burning burning in you yeah mm-hmm. and uh and sometimes you, you do you got titles and you got some melodies and stuff and you start sharing and a lot of times it's kind of hit and miss and mm-hmm. and uh, and you may share 10 different melodies or 10 different ideas and and uh, not really but as the new writers 
you're generally responsible to bring in the ideas and the melodies and stuff. Yeah. And the more experienced ones kind of pick and choose. Yeah. That's really interesting to, to picture it that way. So, like, when you go into this room or this building, is there, like, a piano? Uh, sometimes, or do you bring yeah. your guitar? There are writing rooms. Yeah, I should I should explain that. Generally, mm-hmm. there's, like, a main office, kind of like this, you know, the kitchenette. Yeah. And, uh, and coffee area. And then you break out into just writer's rooms. And so, a lot of times, there's not a lot of good insulation. So, you'll be just sitting there on each side oh. of you people singing and playing their songs oh my gosh it's yeah. like an art put into a corporate almost environment <laughs> kind of is, and yeah. then it's like crank out the best stuff yeah yeah <laughs> that is interesting yeah i didn't anticipate it being such a formula in, yeah in some from some some aspects of it it's yeah, formula. yeah. I, I don't know what i picture i literally picture like i don't i don't know the <laughs> napkin or i don't know but it sounds yeah, like yeah, it, yeah, it comes yeah. to you more organically like yeah. you specifically, it just it's you can hear it and see it, and that's so cool. Yeah, it always seems like it's kind of through a, a veil because I love like some people are just like, oh, I just wrote this in fifteen minutes and it all came to me mm-hmm. from somewhere, some divine. <laughs> and mine is more like off in the distance, like what are you saying? You're kind of mumbling your words, <laughs> and it's I kind of hear the melody, and, and sometimes it's a strong melody but no words. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of that way, oh, and so then sometimes cool. it's just an idea. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Like Small Town Proud, that was, I looked out um, that's, uh, on my new CD, and it's uh, kind of making its way down the Nashville Music Road right now. Mm-hmm. But it's, um, I looked out, it was during COVID, and um, I'm from a small town. I look out, and two of my neighbors are having a beer out in the driveway, just standing there drinking a beer. And I thought, okay, that's a really small town thing to do. That's mm-hmm. a really cool thing. And so, and then I just started thinking about, you know, a lot of people sing about small towns going back, but nobody, I don't know if anybody's, like, sang about, like, the second verse is all about, you know, there's coffee cans on, on uh, people's, on, you know, how that is. I do. You know, <laughs> cases, and there's a coffee can, hey, so-and-so needs money. Yeah. And then, you know, meeting up at the bar and then passing the jar around. Yeah. And trying to help out, yeah. you know, fellow community members and stuff like that. Do you still have ties in Nashville then? Are you still going down there? And uh, I just, <laughs> I just... Um, decided I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah, because it just became a, an economic thing. And, yeah. Uh, I got to do it. I was doing the math. I still go down to record and stuff, but I still have all kinds of relationship. And I still do. Uh, I've got people just up until recently when I decided just to write solo. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I'd do a lot of, uh, I want to say Skype writing, but that's FaceTime writing. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that Skype is, date me <laughs> Skype a is bit. so old school. That's right. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so I still keep in touch with a lot of people. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's a question. Yeah, that was. <laughs> How do you balance that life then with family and work, especially when you have to drive all the way down to Nashville? I get, like you said, you don't go as much oh. anymore, but how is that balance during that time? You know, I think that was the blessing. You know, I look back, I used to think the blessing was I get to chase this thing, and it was a true blessing, and I met so many people. I Like, incredible, like, situations where I, I it seemed kind of normal in the, in, the, in the moment, but it wasn't. Know, like I, the person I replaced when I came on my first contract was Luke Bryan. Oh wow! And so we got to kind of cross over for like a month oh, or two, wow. and, and I got wow. to know him just a little bit. So Is he and nice? that was super super <laughs> nice. He seems nice. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad to hear that. They say don't <laughs> meet, love... want to meet your heroes, but <laughs> yeah, he's he your hero. Absolutely. No, but he's probably someone's hero. Yeah, yeah. Someone's yeah. Out yeah. There. yeah, yeah. But he's nice uh, enough. I'll circle back. I got a great. I have a great story about okay. that. So. <laughs> nice. Um, so how do you balance it? The blessing in the whole thing was that 
what it really did was it freed me up those three weeks out of the month so I could be totally with my kids and be available yeah. with my kids and my wife. Yeah. And so I was picking them up, taking them to school. I was home oh, wow. in the summers. I was I was there all the time. Now, yeah, I would take off on Sunday night and not get home till late Friday night. Right. Uh, but you still had those three weeks in between still to did. really yeah. enjoy it and embrace, like grind, 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 and then. Yep. Family, family, family. Yeah. I love that. Well, I'm sure a lot of inspiration, maybe I'm speaking on a turn, did a lot of inspiration come during those three weeks, too, of, like, finally getting to free your mind away from, like, yes, you're with your kids and you're with your family, you're being fulfilled in that way, but not having to put so much focus on your corporate job. Like, did you feel like once you once you stepped away from your corporate job, did the ideas just, like, did the water get, or what, what is it? Yeah, water yeah. Floodgates. Floodgates. Floodgates open. Watergate. Yeah, I, I will help you That's write like a newspaper. song since I can freaking talk. Yeah. Uh, in some regards, yeah. yeah. But then there's also, uh, it, it just seemed like, I think I'm answering your question when I say this, but there's still kind of pressures and, and blocks. And, and the one thing that I noticed was when I was in Iowa, there was a part of me that always wanted to be in Nashville. Yeah. And when I was in Nashville, there's a big part of me that just want to be with my yeah. wife and kids. Yeah. Too, so yeah. a lot of separation anxiety. Yeah, for sure. sure. Yeah. Okay, I want to hear this Luke Bryan story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, me yeah, too. we got to know each other just just a little bit. I mean, I, if you called him right now, he'd probably say Robert who or Bobby D. Who. <laughs> Bobby D. Um, Bobby D. He would, but anyway, uh, a couple of years later, he's coming to Iowa State Fair and playing and stuff. And so I called called and, and got us backstage passes and everything. And Aww. and I came to dinner that night. My kids were in high school, I think. And uh, and I said, I've got a surprise for you. We've got backstage passes. We're going to hang out with Luke Bryan. He's coming to town. He's really excited to meet you and stuff. And I'm like, it's silence. <laughs> I'm like, what? What's what? <laughs> Dad what? just did something pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, like pretty my cool. Like, now. Who? who you know, tell me yeah. who the other dads are doing this <laughs> yeah. kind of stuff right so without paying for it, right? Yeah, and those then, people uh, like that. Um, so then I was like, "What's the deal?" And then they're like, "We hate Luke Bryan. Oh, we oh. can't stand his music." Oh shit! You know, <laughs> country girl shaking for me. Yeah. Like, come on! Right. Yeah, you can, see, you can see why my daughter had a little bit of a problem. They just thought he was a little cheesy and stuff. Not nothing against him. Uh, right. But anyway, so I made him go, and then so we have this picture <laughs> we still have, and that's uh, it's Luke in the middle, he's got his arms around us, and my kids are booking. Oh, like this, shit. And they've got their arms crossed looking down oh like, like we were torturing them. <laughs> and, uh, that's hilarious. Anyway. I but, really think that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but we had a great night. And oh we got God. out. We're listening. I'm, like, really into the concert, oh. and they, they, they were they – were, uh, like, let's go. And I, <laughs> part of me is like, he might say my name. So, right, you know, exactly. everybody might say, no, but I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> oh, yeah, we had to leave early. Son so. of a that gun. Funny. Yeah. Kids, man. They, I know. You never know. <laughs> they're unpredictable. I would have thought, thought they, they were, like, be jumping up and down. Like, oh, yeah. my God, I'm going to text. And they didn't even, like, tell their friends and stuff. That's how. <laughs> they're like, you what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's not cool enough for Where us. are we going? That oh, my gosh. So funny. Have you ever been, like, starstruck when you've met some of these singers and songwriters where you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe that's you? Yeah. I think the two two that come to mind, and this is, I think, kind of a cool story, but um, uh, Bobby Bear is, is a Hall of Famer, and he was my grandpa and my mom's favorite artist Aww. growing up. Mm-hmm. And I had, I had they set me up to co-write with him because he wrote it, me and G. Chrysalis. Oh, my gosh. As a staff writer. And um, 
anyway, the um, he comes in the room, and I'm just I always thought he was ten feet tall, and he's really you know maybe five ten. Like <laughs> You're taller than him. I'm taller than him, but and he comes in, and it's so crazy because he had a he, he had a cowboy hat on, but he with sweatpants like cotton sweatpants. So he was I was <laughs> like keeping well, it casual. But, I like that. But uh, but yeah, I was a little bit awestruck. But we can't. I mean, he reminded me so much of my grandpa that I mean, we became really good friends, and he ended up cutting a song of ours and stuff. Oh, and so cool! That was fun. Yeah. Wow! I got to go down to Grand Ole Opry or to uh, on his eighty fourth birthday. He played, and well. they they re he was already a member, and then he let it, his membership lapse, and they surprised him that night. Garth Brooks flew in. Oh shoot! And oh so, I so then I know. <laughs> so we were, this, this is another, I think a good story, but so we're sitting there and he told us now when I get done, you go off and he didn't know this was going to happen. So when I get done, you go off to stage left, you go through the door, there'll be a little person there and you'll tell them your name and they'll take it back on. They're having a, all the, everybody from the Grand Ole Opry mm-hmm. were celebrating my birthday. We're having a birthday cake and everything. So Garth walks up and selfishly I'm, I'm thinking, Oh my God, I'm going to get to meet Garth Brooks. Yeah. Garth had had one of my songs, Water Tower, on hold for a year, but he didn't end up cutting it. Uh, so I wanted to ask him, like, you know, not not like, hey, you know, why did you cut my song? But yeah. just like, hey. Water Tower. Yeah, 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 I'm the guy that wrote you Water Tower. Yeah. And I knew he, he had heard, I knew he knew who I was and, and the song was because he called my publisher and said, I love this song. Give me everything else this guy wrote. Oh, and shoot. So yeah, it was like a really hopeful Gosh. moment. Anyway. So we go back, he gets done, we go backstage, and there's the prototypical person with the, the clipboard. And, mm-hmm. and I said, my name is Robert Dice. Yeah, I see your name here, but uh, you can't go back. Oh. I said, what? He said, we have heightened security because Garth, Garth Brooks is here. And nobody can go back unless they have the, the special permission from the president of the Grand Ole Opry. Oh. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. How does this like work? like flipping through you your phone? Yeah. Do I have it? <laughs> I so I, I texted Bobby, knowing that he's in the middle of his birthday party. And I was like, hey, man, I'm really sorry, but it, this looks like it's not going to work. And now I have to explain the situation. He goes, wait right there, you know. Yeah. So 15 minutes later, uh, here comes, long story short, here comes the president of the Grand Ole Opry oh, to tell damn. the guy in person, this guy's going to go back. So this kind of capsulates my experience. I'm walking in the door to the party. Uh-huh. Garth Brooks is literally walking oh. out the other door, oh. and um, and but I, we had a great time. I was yeah. so honored to be there, and we For had a sure. w- wonderful time and, and everything. So it's uh, I don't know how I got off on that tangent. No. But, uh, <laughs> I was uh, asking like who, who you were starstruck by, but yeah, Garth Brooks. Yeah. I think anyone. If I remember, we were talking about this earlier. Like, oh, I've been to Nashville this one time, but this one time <laughs> I was in Nashville, and. There was a song, some guy's single was playing over the radio or whatever. Yeah. They're like, this is him. And I'm like, what? Like, I didn't even know the song at the time. Really? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. you're so cool. Yeah. So who was it? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was night one. You know how that goes. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's kind yeah. of. Uh, I'm on Broadway. Yeah. You were a little girl. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah. But yeah. I so the other happened. person was probably Stapleton. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And this was, yeah. it's interesting because I, uh, I don't know if you heard, like, me against what I do, but yes. when I play live, I've been told I do a decent yes. stable so I was, like I was, yes. I was I turning him. in these I demos <laughs> back 10, 10, 12 years ago, and they're like, you sound a lot like Chris Stapleton. I was like, Who's Chris Stapleton Chris, sounds like me. Right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what, what I felt like. So I thought, you know, I'm going to check this guy out. So I go and uh, I finally, he's playing this, some little bar, kind of like, yeah, you know, Slater. Nighthawk. <laughs> in Nashville, and uh, it's just him and the guitar, and he's, you 
Oh, and so I walk in. I'm like, oh, check this guy out. And he absolutely blew me away. Yeah. Not just by his singing, not necessarily singing, but his songwriting. I mean, back when, because he'd written a million hits before he became a star. Singer. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, I I got to know him just a little bit. I got to know his one of his best friends who opens for him, Kendall Marvel, really oh well. Gosh. I wrote with him, and and uh, so the last time I. Just back up, just so there was a night. It was the night of the CMAs, and we were have my publisher was having a party at the top of the Hard Rock Cafe. Mm-hmm. Chris was playing along with Leroy Parnell and James Otto, and just them and their guitars. And so I was that night. I was writing with Bobby mm-hmm. Bear, and so I get done writing, and I go over to the party and everything. Chris is playing. He get they get done. I went up to talk to him, and I said, well, "I haven't seen you around because he's usually writing with Kendall and stuff." He goes, well, I'm working on this project and everything. And I said, really? He's like, yeah, I'd go in about midnight at night, and I'd save some money to the studios. And, oh, wow. and um, well, the, the 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 project was to travel her. So I told him, oh. I said, I said, man, you, I said, when you, I want, I, I want love that. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I, he's I, my I, wedding song. I have it. I just need a boyfriend first. Cool <laughs> but I have the wedding song picked out. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So two years, I think it was two years later, Whatever, the same night, the next year, I think it was, the next year, Bobby is inducted to the Hall of Fame. That's kind of the same night. Mm-hmm. And then the year following, then he won the year, the Ugh, yeah. uh, album of the year, Gosh, I think it was, or something so like good. that. So. I, I love him. How did he, like, I just felt like he was so modest, and he came in, and you're telling a story. Now, how did he blow up so, so big? Like, how did that happen? Well, I think they... Tried him. They tried to break him in a couple of different ways, and I I won't speak like an expert because right. I wasn't on the inside of this. But you got to remember, like ten years ago, like um, they were all about how you looked. Mm-hmm. So right. I remember having that conversation with Shelby that original day. He's like, "Man, if is that you singing that those demos?" And I said, "Yeah." And he goes, "Well, how old are you?" And I told him. He goes, "If you were ten years younger, I'd have you a, a record deal today." Yeah, and he'd put together. Alan Jackson and Rascal Flatts deals. Anyway, I'm name dropping all over the place. So just I love it. After I'm I done. love all your name drops. Yeah. I'm like Rascal Flatts. Uh, so Alan anyway, Jackson. bottom line Alan is, Jackson? I don't think there was a whole lot of expectations. Uh, he was just doing a project, and then it got picked up, and then people started responding to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, I think that was really a critical moment in country music, in my opinion, because yeah. it was so visual before that, and and he's. I mean, he's still a good-looking guy. I mean, right. he's, he's, it's not like he's an eyesore or anything. But they were so into it. Well, you got to be twenty because they wanted to develop you. I mean, they want mm-hmm. they want to be able to hand mold you at twenty years old, and then by the time you're twenty four, yeah. you're doing this, and then by the twenty time you're twenty six, we can you right. Know, even his performance style, too, is kind of just not the norm of country music because I saw him at the fair this past summer, mm-hmm. and I was, like, eating it all up. You know I love him. <laughs> he just stands at the guitar, gets yeah. a new guitar, lights go down, lights go up. That's all I needed. I'm like, his voice is just insane, and I just yeah. want to hear him. Everyone's like, he didn't really perform. And I'm like, that's not the point of what he does because yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're yeah. used to, like, these perfor- – like Luke Bryan shaking his, his yeah. instrument and all that stuff. is his voice. I know. Yeah. So it's even his looks and the way he performs are two different yeah. things. Do well, you- I, so I, I will tell you this. Uh, I ran into Kendall right before pandemic, and my friend Kendall Marvel, who was opening up for him, mm-hmm. wrote, has written a bunch of songs with him either way and stuff like that. 
And he was like, hey, we're going to be in Wisconsin. Why don't you guys come over? That's just not too far. Why don't you come over and come to the concert mm-hmm. and stuff? So I was like, yeah, cool. So I swung back up from Nashville. Gosh. Got, grabbed my wife. We shot over to I don't know to how Wisconsin. many miles you got on your car. I, <laughs> I hope and, you have a Prius. I told, I told, <laughs> no, you I There's don't. a guy in a Prius. <laughs> Can you imagine? He's like, his guitar. <laughs> Uh, so I told my wife on the way, I said, I'll be really interested because that's the way he's always been. Uh-huh. It's like when you go see him at a bar, that's because that's what I remember. He'd pull his hat down and he'd do this yeah. and he'd sing and you just, everybody just shut up. He just, it was yeah. amazing. I've never yes. seen anything yeah. like that. And uh, so I was like, you know, he's not an entertainer per se. You right. know, he's not going to talk. So I'll be really interested. So we get to the concert and there's about a half hour into the concert. I nudged my wife and I said, have you noticed anything? And she goes, no, what? And he goes, he hasn't said a word to yes, the really. audience. I yeah. noticed the same thing. But, well, they're all, we're all transfixed. Right, because you know? yeah. yeah. it wasn't until yeah. the end Good. he started to, like, start Tennessee yeah. Whiskey's, like, beginning part. And he goes, I would just like to thank everyone. And I'm like, this <laughs> yeah. is the first yeah. words you say to us, and you're <laughs> and singing, singing, singing it. And you're teasing me with yeah. Tennessee Whiskey. Like, come on, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Yeah, yeah but so funny. I – Yeah, and I don't want to propo- – please – I've only met him right. once or twice. And well, we're good friends, and I'm going to tell him that. <laughs> so, I wanna, anyway. I don't, I'm not one of those guys like, yeah, Chris and I go. <laughs> no, not, that's not the deal. I just oh, so am friends cool. with his, one of his best friends. Yeah. Gosh. Where is, like, the coolest place you've performed at, you would say? Bluebird. Bluebird you have? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, so that was my question. You wrote in Nashville, obviously. Did you Did you play a lot then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, songwriter stuff. I never played on Broadway. Yeah. Oh, just, okay. Never, yeah. It's okay. Like Bluebird, Listening Room. Um, um, what's the other place? Uh, Belcourt Taps. Okay. Do you get yeah. paid if you pay, play on Broadway? You don't. Oh, on Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys, and I'm friends with a lot of the musicians down there. Um, the short answer is not really. Yeah. Um, really? You get you make great tips. Right. But Your hat you, out you, there. It's not like you don't or like, make like twenty dollars. Ben Moes and we'll play this song. Like that's yeah. where I kind of remember stuff yeah. like yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, man. So they learned how to kind of navigate that. But mm-hmm. and the you know the owners of those places are making a killing. It's insane. Backs of those guys. That Nashville is one of my favorite places ever. Mm-hmm. Do, do you? Is it still? Yeah. For you? It is. <clears throat> yes. I wish it was more like it was. Ten years ago, Nash, mm-hmm. the show Nashville. That's where, in my opinion, it, it changed the landscape down. Oh, there. really? Yeah, because yeah. you had a lot of like there were like some really sacred rules down there. Like you couldn't. My wife tried to surprise me one time. I had this favorite writer, Rivers Rutherford, who mm-hmm. wrote Real Good Man for uh, Tim McGraw, and she reached out to him. I don't know how she got his name or anything, or emailed him something, and said, "Hey, as a birth, this is like before I had a deal or anything. It's a." As a birthday present, I want to hire you to write with my husband. And that was like a big, and I knew that, but she didn't know that. And so they, they were nice and polite and said, no, we don't do that. Oh. And, and since Nashville came in and there's like this big influx of money and uh, with the young kids and their yeah. parents mm-hmm. saying, I'll write you a check. You yes. can make it happen, honey, in two years or something. And uh, um, now that model's kind of changed because there's not as much money coming. Not, there's not sales of CDs, so we don't make mechanicals. Right. And either you get on the radio or, uh, you know, or, yeah. I don't know, TikTok or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're, you know, are you on TikTok? I just. You have to be. Shelby will help you with it. Yeah. Sorry, Shelby. <laughs> I, my, best, my best friend and my wife both said, if 
about a week ago, they kind of sat me down and said, you've got to do it. <laughs> Intervention. <laughs> and I did. So I picked up 50, I'm up to 51 followers. I do believe. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Don't I'm, brag <laughs> because I have less than that. No way. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's such, She's I, funny. <laughs> but they had to explain. This is crazy because they've been saying this for three years. And I wish I could go back in time and do it because I think it would have been really helpful. But I, I couldn't see the value because every time I get on TikTok, I didn't know enough to know that you had to go search for who you wanted to see and then follow them. And then it would start feeding. I would get all the dumbest, right, you know, like watch me prank my wife. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. be yeah. among <laughs> these <Yeah>. jokers. <laughs> yes. like, no. Yeah. I could not see the vibe. So finally I do. Now I'm like kind of sucked in. I know. Just been, I know. And, and intimidated because <laughs> I'm competing against, you know, some incredible. Yeah, for and, sure. Yeah. I would say the music industry like changed a lot because of TikTok even too. Even definitely. You look at how these songs get so popular so fast and it's all these TikTok songs. I was watching uh I watched the Kardashians premiere last night. And oh, I'm yeah. sure you're a huge fan. I, I, they, Hulu, right? They oh, yes. Hulu. All right. yes. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And Hulu is doing this show about this family, this girl, Charlie yes, D'Amelio. D'Amelio. And her sister, so Charlie D'Amelio, she's like a 16-year-old. But yeah. she got on TikTok early and because she, she's always been a dancer. And so she just started dancing, blew up on TikTok, like uh. like 10 million followers or something. Wow. So her sister, you know, cute girl, older, but she's like, I've always been musical. But she came, she became famous kind of by association, but she's really leaning into it. Not that she does, isn't talented in her own right, but she's like musical and so she has all these music deals she has all the yeah. high-end producers oh, she's yeah. her own creative director yeah. and she's talking about these songs that went out on tiktok and they they did i mean they just they're at that advantage because they're on that on that platform yeah. that yeah. has people of all ages of all backgrounds you know everything yeah. it's just it is wild what tiktok has done and COVID helped TikTok, obviously, because we're sure. all locked inside our homes. Yeah, yeah. And the only thing we have is <laughs> yes, our yeah, phone. Yeah. So that's, it, it yeah. has, I bet it changed a ton over the last three or so years, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. And I used to look at it as kind of the enemy because my my stories are somewhat long form. Yeah. Three, four mm-hmm. minutes. So and funny. <laughs> this has been the theme the last three weeks on this oh, episode. Really? Yes. Oh, long form oh. content. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I, I look at, I used to look at, you know, it's really in songwriting, in some regards, you're taking chapters of information, you're trying to condense it down to one page. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so TikTok is even further yes. granulated. Yeah. Yeah. Granular, I should say. Yeah. And uh, so now you're trying to get down to a paragraph, and that just, that'll drive somebody like me. I mean, you can hear all my tangents and my stories <laughs> yeah. and everything. And, and to, to, to condense all that down to a meaningful paragraph is yeah. really, really difficult. So true. I told Shelby, I'm pretty sure people humans are going to evolve and we're going to be talking really, really fast because we're trying yes. to like fit everything that we want to <laughs> yeah. say in 30 seconds or yeah. less. Yeah. <laughs> like you and can not, even tell. And not give anybody a gap. Yeah. Not give anybody right. this, and then we got to do this. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Like yeah. people are going to, yeah, we're going to, it's, it's ruined us. <laughs> yeah. And you got to watch it four times yeah, to hear it. Like, then their what? views go up. And it's yeah. just, and we're all just going to talk super, 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 super fast. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Our grandkids. And, and sound bites. Right? Yeah. 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 Yes. Exactly. Do you have a favorite song that you like to perform or one that's like near and dear to your heart? Or is that two different questions? I don't know. <laughs> uh, the one that I wrote? Yeah, sure. Uh, that's that's a tough question. I, I think it depends on the, the situation. I think uh, My Old Man, I think I, I, I enjoy that. It's changed over the year. I've lost my dad about six years ago, and I wrote it before he passed, and it was – 
part of me processing kind of, you know, cause Aww. he, he, yeah. he, he was an alcoholic. I became, I became an alcoholic and, and mm-hmm. I've been sober 30 years. Yeah. Wow. So it's, so losing him, it used to be like me processing and now it's, it's kind of part of me holding on to, mm-hmm. to the good parts of, mm-hmm. you know, right. that, that type mm-hmm. of thing. Oh, so um, yeah, it's in, um, uh, truck stop souvenirs is a cool. I like that. Yeah. I don't know if you've. That's actually one Royce Johns cut. Okay. And uh, and it's got like a total of like over millions of views yeah. on, the, on everything. Right. But I like performing because it's a great father son story. Yeah. And it's inspired by a friend of mine. Yeah. His relationship with his dad. So cool. Those are two good story songs, I think. And, and it's those again those stories that a lot of people can relate to and connect with. Yeah. yeah. That's that's what yeah. works. I like. I, I've come to learn. You know. <clears throat> just recently, I was kind of chased, trying to keep my foot on the shore and one on the boat and try to figure all this Des Moines mm-hmm. area out and play all the covers and everything. But I think I really know, I play the big stages and kind of chase that. I have some videos with my band and we're, uh, you know, trying to drum up business. But mm-hmm. I think I've come to the realization that what I really, what really fulfills me is connection yeah. and yeah. intimacy. Right. I got it. I told you I was looking for a boyfriend, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a connect, connection, like a room this size, yeah. uh, to be able to connect with people, mm-hmm. tell the story, and have mm-hmm. them really listen and and, and, and connect, kind of like the bluebird. Yeah. 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 So well, cool. it's working because she'll. She saw you on a Saturday or a Friday <laughs> night, and then in our Monday morning meeting, she's like, "Well, I've got someone on our podcast, and I listened to him this weekend, and he's great, and I've just been, he's just so good." So you're obviously yeah, uh, doing a great job. Is there a place where people can like keep up with you and where yes. you're at? Yeah, I've got a uh, website. It's called www.smalltownproud.org. Okay, org. Yeah, org. You're yeah, well, org the, uh, com was taken. Okay, everybody's out there swallowing up all the good. Ones. Uh, those domains so yeah it's, it is org <laughs> my domain yeah, yeah. and so New that and then facebook is, is uh, in instagram and all that i'm on robert deitch music awesome yeah. well i can't wait for people to get to learn your story more and get to hear you out there singing yeah, yes thanks. we'll have to play yeah. a sample of your stuff before or like in this episode play yeah. or something play that good one Okay. Yeah, that's a joke. That, I know. I'm like, well, what's a good one? <laughs> oh, I thought it was called that good one. In Riders Browns down in Nashville, you always get to that point where yeah. you're like, hey, why don't you play that good one? Uh-huh. You know, and everybody kind of laughs because yeah. like, obviously you have more than one good one. Right. It's like, I have a whole album. Like, what do you want to do? You have a library of good ones. Thank Just tell you. me when to stop my finger. <laughs> this one. Well, it's been great uh, talking to you I'll and getting you. to hear your story. Yeah. Yeah. It flew by. I feel like I talked through the whole thing. I didn't. I know. That's the point. It's a podcast. Oh, okay. We'll Robert. have to bring you back on. Yeah. 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 Phase two. Part, part two. two. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Part two. When you blow up on TikTok, please don't forget the little people. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll start tagging you. Okay. Ooh, yeah. There we go. We'll okay. tag you back. Yeah. That's, a new, that's a new thing for me to <laughs> understand. To tag. To, to tag. So cool. I I love this story. It's another example. Another example. Um, a few weeks ago, we had one of our coworkers' moms started writing plays at 50 years old. And oh these gosh. plays are amazing and uh-huh. they're all over the country. And so I love to hear stories I love like that. that. Too, yeah. I yeah. really, really love it. I love your story. It's such an inspiration to anyone who has that idea or that yeah. thing that's just like, hey, Pay attention to me. Pay attention to it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, which I, mean, I guess, what what is what advice would you give? We we always. Uh, I would say, yeah, pay attention to what the universe is telling you, or God, and uh, and and just take action. And I think it's it's just listen and keep and don't be afraid to make mistakes because I made a, a 
ton of them, mm-hmm. misdirections and all that type of stuff. But, um, yeah, follow, follow it. And don't have visions of grandeur. You know, yeah. do it because you love it. I, I kind of got lost on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I got down there and I thought, you know, I was getting some big holds. I thought it was going to be great. And I was starting to like, think, oh, this is pretty cool and easy. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna, I'm going to, you know, you start thinking about how you're going to look at the end of the end of it. Like right. I'm going to look like a hero, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm probably sharing too much. No, <laughs> that's what podcasts but, are for. But really it's, I, I think through the whole thing is, is you end up back to the beginning, which is I do it because I love doing it. Yeah. 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 That's cool. That. And keep grounded in that. I think you'll be, that's great advice. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Great way to end it. And again, thank you for hopping on today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.